Welcome to the Dirty Love Podcast. I'm your host, Bettina Khan. So here's how this podcast works. I invite a friend over for tea, we sit at my kitchen table, and we have a raw, unscripted conversation about love. It might be about heartbreak, divorce, money, sex, mental health. We are airing our dirty laundry. We're talking about the things that we're not supposed to say in public. We're getting vulnerable. Our hope is that others will do the same. We are in the pursuit of unwavering, deep self-love. We know this to be the basis of any healthy relationship. And we know that the most important relationship we have is with ourselves. Join us for each episode where we delve into these stories, we tell the truth, and we find emancipation. So good. How are you? Good. I'm just gonna move a little closer. Okay. Do you want to start by introducing yourself? Sure. My name is Amber Lee. I'm from humblelifestyle.com. I am a lifestyle and business coach. I work with female entrepreneurs who want to take their businesses and their lives to the next level. And we do chakra balancing and mindset work as well as like applied business stuff. Amazing. Yeah. So let's break it down to what are chakras? So the chakras are, there are seven like key energy centers in your body. And what they do is they control all of your emotions, all of your energy, and also like your ability to like manifest and make things happen in your life. And every different one, so they range from the bottom of your spine to the top of your head. And each of them has like different powers as they call them or energies. And the concept for me is that all of the like energy and powers and desires that you have are already inside of you in your chakras. And the key is to tap into them and learn how to do that so that you can express what you need. And what was your journey to discovering this work? Because it is, you do it so flawlessly mm-hmm. and with such grace. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but it, it was a journey to discovering yeah, this. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, when I, I just needed it so badly. <laughs> I couldn't, I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't believe that I had it inside of me. Um, you know, one of the, I guess the first thing that was like really going on for me when I realized, okay, I need help. I need to figure out what's going on. Um, I had like, I just always felt like nervous and anxious and I, I even felt like I had like a lump in my throat. I knew that I needed to meditate. I knew that I needed to like chill the F out, but I didn't know how. And I just, I, I just kept coming back to that like feeling in my throat. So I was like Googling it, Googling it, like what the hell could this be? And I already had a yoga practice. And even during my yoga practice, I was experiencing that lump in my throat. And I finally found online like all about chakras and I had heard about them at yoga and I bought myself some crystals and I started meditating, like laying down with some chakra crystals on my neck and it like cleared out in like two weeks of just really focusing on it, focusing on like clearing that energy and see once I could see it as a block, I knew that it was something that needed to be cleared out and I could focus my energy that way. That's amazing. Yeah. So it really was a personal journey for you. Absolutely. Yeah. And then once, uh, you know, once I cleared that one out and I kind of learned more about the other chakras, I was like, oh yeah, there's definitely something wrong in this chakra too. And the reality is that most people have imbalances in 
every single chakra or at least a few of them before they find this work. And yeah, it's really life-changing. It's interesting to, you know, fix one and then you realize something else is a little off and it's kind of like a never ending journey. There's definitely fleeting moments where everything is totally in balance and it's awesome when it is and things are really flowing, but you know, when something isn't going your way, then it's a way to kind of pinpoint, okay, what energy is being affected here and how can I um, medicate it basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spiritually medicated. Spiritually, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And tell me how you grew this amazing discovery into a business. Yeah. So I actually started my business out as a jewelry business. So since chakra crystals were like a really big thing that helped me, I wanted to share that with people, the whole like crystals and gemstones and the magic behind that. But um, yeah, I mean, I started it, I was having trouble. I was, uh, I had a lot of blocks still, like I was still very new in my practice. I knew I finally found out that I wanted, you know, a business and I tapped into that. And, um, but I just, I had so much trouble getting started and I waffled around for like three years (laughs) before finally like taking a leap. And, you know, I mean, during that three years, I would like buy my domain and then like not do anything for like three months. And then it was like every time I hit some kind of like roadblock, I would just like give up and then pick it up a few months later when I felt like I hit another breaking point. Um, so yeah, I went back and forth like that for three years. I finally hired a business coach to help me get my business off the ground. And then within two months I launched, you know, so I was like, I tried for three years. It didn't work. And then in two months it was like, holy shit, like I have a business and it was really cool. And then, you know, I realized that all of the learnings that I had to do while I was launching my business were like the same learnings about like the seven chakras and the same lessons and the same emotions. And, you know, um, you know, as you know, like starting a business is a huge friggin' emotional journey. (laughs) Uh, So I was, you know, bumping up against all of that stuff and I had a lot of learning to do. And then I realized, yeah, I want to teach people this. Like there is a correlation between your chakras and your business. And I really do think that spirituality and business need to go hand in hand because it's not just, you know, throwing up a website and booking in clients. Like there's so much more emotional investment and, you know, you need to take care of yourself. You need to take care of your energy. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Can you give me an example of where you had a block in your business and you identified it was also a block with the chakra? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Money blocks, I would say, are probably the most common that I've seen. And that was one of the first experiences that I had. And when your root chakra is off balance, it's usually because of fear. So if you fear that you're not going to make enough money that month or you're not going to be successful, then you're actually like blocking that success. You need to trust. And there are so many great like root chakra practices um, and energies that you can manifest that really ground you and put you into your power and just allow you to kind of like live that fearless, unfaltering energy. That's amazing. It sounds mm-hmm. like like just a magic superpower. It totally is. And like every single chakra has different powers to it related to your life and related to your business. So, you know, everything from like creativity to intuition to, um, you know, being your true self and being authentic in your business, like all of that happens within your own energy. Tell me about how somebody can develop their own self-practice. 
Yeah, so I'm a huge believer that um, the key to a self-practice is checking in and understanding how you're feeling. Um, if you have no practice at all, I, I find that people find it so daunting to be like, you mean seriously, do the same thing every single day in the morning when I'm like rushing around and tending to this and that. But I really want everyone to find something that's like super doable and works for their schedule. And that doesn't have to be sitting in meditation for 50 minutes. Like if you do that, then awesome. But you really don't have to in order to be mindful and spiritual. Um, I like to incorporate um, mind, body, soul, and energy into every practice. And that could be as little as, you know, for the mind, that could be like two minutes of journaling. And maybe that's just writing out three things you're grateful for that day or three things that you want to manifest that day. Um, and then I also actually, in the journaling, like to work with the different chakras. So say you are working on the root chakra and those money fears. Maybe you would write down, how am I already financially abundant? Just to kind of get yourself into that energy for the day. And then, so that was the mind. So body, just some stretching. And if you're working with the chakras again, you could do something that stretched your lower spine. And then uh, obviously nourishment as well. Uh, so like drink that water, eat that breakfast, um, take care of your body. And then for the soul would be meditation. Soul and energy are kind of the same thing. Um, I incorporate like visualizations into my meditation and which is really good for people with really busy minds. Like, um, you know, even, you know, as someone who considers herself a bit of a chakra guru, I'm not the person who's able to sit in meditation for that long. My mind is crazy <laughs> scattered. Like just because you're spiritual doesn't mean you have to have like a calm mind all the time. Um, and that's why, you know, I'm a huge believer in it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Like every tiny bit counts, every tiny meditation counts. So if you can sit in meditation for even five minutes, um, that makes a big difference. And a visualization that you can do if you're working on a specific chakra is just kind of imagining, um, you know, like a bright light, whatever, you know, every color, every chakra has its own color associated to it. So if you could imagine that color in that chakra and every inhale that you took, it was expanding throughout your body. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. Like all of that together, like two minutes of journaling, couple minutes of stretching, you know, five minutes of meditation with a bit of visualization in it. That's all it really takes. If you can't do all of them, do two of them and then do the other one the next day. Like it doesn't have to be something like super not doable, but I, I do find that when you get into it, you'll look forward to it and you'll want to do it and you'll want to do it for longer. You'll want to meditate for longer. Um, you'll make your journaling practice more extensive because that's really your time. That's your time to check in, to set your intention for the day, to even like set your vibration for the day. Um, you know, everything is energy. So if you are waking up with a super low vibration and just like super like Ross Geller, like, hi, <laughs> you know, you're not like manifesting good things, but if you can be super high vibration, you know, put on your favorite song in the morning, dance around to get yourself into that excitement. And then that's when you can manifest good things. I think people have the sense that having a spiritual practice is this big, big, big thing, mm -hmm. you know, like it's like that yogi who's levitating exactly. because they're so enlightened. Yeah. 
And it reminds me of somebody who, if you say, do you do yoga? And they go, no, no, I can't. I'm not flexible at Mm, all. Exactly. But it's actually just showing up to the mat and every day Mm -hmm. reaching that little bit more. Exactly. Right? Exactly. It's a practice. practice. That's why they call it a spiritual practice. Like, um, you will, you know, it will be hard at first. It will be difficult. When I first started meditating, I could only do guided meditations. But then as you keep going, um, and guided meditations are great. Like, if you're having a hard time sticking to meditation, try, like, some short guided meditations and then slowly extend them and then eventually you can meditate and sit in silence um, on your own wellness is a big conversation and it's not just about taking your vitamins no right like yeah meditation plays a big part into that oh yeah absolutely yeah um you know you, you like I said it's got to be mind body soul and energy like you're made up of it's it's not just your body you have to take care of your what everything else that's going on what do you think is the biggest blocker for somebody to start a practice? Like, is it just the fear that it's too much? They can't do it. Yeah. I've even had, yeah, the fear that it's too much. I've even, um, you know, had clients or whoever come across people who have said that they, not that they've said this, but I've been able to determine that they're actually just afraid of failing. Mm. So if this practice doesn't work, you know, this is kind of like my last chance at like finding calmness and like getting rid of this anxiety if this doesn't work then what so if you can if so I've just seen some people would be like oh yeah and like put it off put it off because they're afraid of it not working so it's the anxiety about the anxiety exactly exactly anxiety about anxiety yeah and then what makes them break through I think just finding something that works for, I mean, reality is most people, it takes a breaking point (laughs) to really be like, I need to do this, which sucks. You know, the reason, you know, one of the reasons that I do this is because I want people to like learn from my mistake of waiting for a breaking point to like look into this stuff and to like know that they can do it little by little. But yeah, I mean, usually it just takes like starting like a little bit, like just every tiny little bit counts. I even tell some of my clients if they're having trouble like finding time to meditate, I'm like, when you're in the shower letting your conditioner seek in, sit down and like take a few breaths. Like just whenever you can, do it. And the most important part is checking in with yourself um, and setting your intention of how you want to feel that day. I think that's really important about checking in with yourself because Mm my belief and the vision for the company is around falling in love with yourself Mm -hmm. through radical self-discovery is actually the key to not only showing up as your best self, but being the best partner. Yeah. Right. Totally. Um, how important is a spiritual practice to a relationship? So important. I fully believe that, you know, the heart chakra is about giving and receiving and it needs to be like a hundred percent balanced um and self-love you know and before that can even happen there needs to be self-love and I I just I've seen this so many times where people are like I'm giving 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 but I'm not getting anything back it's like well you know do you love yourself (laughs) um that's usually the missing piece or if there's someone who's taking 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 um you know and they're they're I don't know, they just, they, they almost have this kind of like anger or, you know, the other person's not never quite good enough for them and they're always expecting more and more and more. That comes from a place of like lack of self-love as well. So any of that kind of like imbalance um, of give and take in a relationship comes from within. I think that is so common. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. So common yeah. in relationships. Absolutely. 
so how does someone even begin to tackle that? Because that can be a, a, a deal breaker, like the end of a relationship. Yeah. And I think, but the, the beautiful part about that is I really think that even if both of the partners aren't committed to understanding that concept, I think one person understanding that and going through that journey of um, finding that balance is going to make a huge difference. And hopefully you're close enough with your partner that you can talk to them about that and talk to them about that journey that you've gone on yourself as well um, and inspire them to, to do the same. But yeah, I think the first step is just acknowledging that things are uneven and realizing that it is possible to, to change that and that you have to, you know, it's an inside job, you know, both of you have to not only work on the relationship as a unit, but work on, you know, yourselves as individuals. What do you think are some of the signs that something's off for yourself? If you're feeling, you know, if, yeah, so if you're feeling kind of like this lack of love, if you feel like all you do is give and you're not getting anything back, or if you feel like, the other person's never good enough for you, that's usually a sign that you're taking and not giving back. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, I guess really any kind of imbalance in a relationship, it's pretty easy to know when <laughs> when there's something wrong. But yeah, I, I definitely believe that it needs to start with, um, you know, working on yourself as an individual. And then I think you can better assess what's really going on at that point as well when you have that respect for yourself and that respect for your partner rather than being in this kind of state of like, you know, fighting or whatever, this kind of like dis organized, you know, chaos of a relationship. I think that also plays into not necessarily something being wrong, but, um, when you have to make a big decision and you don't know which way to turn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Tap in. And that's why it's great to be able to kind of like tap in and check in with yourself and see how you're feeling and spending those extra few minutes a day to do so and to like understand your feelings is huge because so many of us just wake up in the morning and like rush to get ready and go out the door without even realizing, Hey, do I really want to make, you know, thinking about a relationship or a relationship or a decision in your relationship and you haven't even thought about it because you're so busy, busy, busy. If you can take that time to really think about it, then, um, you know, actually back to your question about a reason why people don't want to do their practice. Sometimes people are afraid of what they're going to find out about themselves. Absolutely. <laughs> so maybe if like, and that's when you need to trust your intuition. If there's something that's your where you're resisting listening to your own thoughts or listening to your own feelings, then intuitively you probably already know what's up. <laughs> so tapping into that um, in your practice is going to be huge. I think so often, and I say this every time to somebody who comes to me and says, well, I don't know what to do. I said, actually you do. You're just afraid to say exactly. it out loud. Exactly. Yeah. And um, intuition is, is huge and everyone has it. I believe that... Um, everyone has kind of the ability to, you know, and I don't mean like you're a friggin' fortune teller, <laughs> but I mean, you know, at least know what's going on inside of you. And when you're close enough to someone else, you can kind of tell what's going on inside of them. And again, when you work on that daily practice and you acknowledge your intuition and you acknowledge that you probably know yourself better than you do, then you start to trust it more. So let's say you developed a really amazing personal practice mm -hmm. and then your partner thinks that it totally not for them. Can there be a negative impact in having a partnership with 
not, we're both partners are not aligned on this level of spirituality. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, I, I experienced something similar. Um, my partner was never, um, he didn't ever, you know, judge me or think that there was anything wrong with it, but he like refused to implement a practice on his own. And I would try to force them and tell him, okay, we're meditating or go meditate and, you know, buy a journal. And, you know, that did not work. <laughs> so, yeah. So first of all, um, and that kind of goes back again to the self-love thing. If you're ex- like have these expectations of someone to follow a certain path because you think it's going to make your life better, that's just maybe there's something missing inside you. You mm-hmm. can't expect someone else to like fulfill your path. Like you're on your own path. That has nothing to do with your partner. And of course you want the what's best for them and you know finding a spiritual path and finding themselves and having their own journey is good for them. But they're going to do that on their own time and the best you can do is be there to support them. Um, and also like just leading by example. So if you're meditating and you're doing this and that, and you're super spiritual and your partner sees all of these like amazing changes that you've made, then they're going to want to implement that themselves. And I mean, my, my partner is not meditating every day yet, but he does sometimes he comes to yoga with me now. He, um, yeah, he has, he's been buying some books and yeah, you can just leading by example is the best way to do it. You can't force it. You can't like try and get someone to, um, to do something cause you think it's going to make your journey better. I think that can be a challenge, especially for women. Oh yeah, absolutely. Cause we think we know best <laughs> and you know, even though, you know, even though a spiritual practice is really good for everybody, um, it's got to happen on their own time. Right. And I think, and I think, I mean, I've experienced this having an impatience around. Oh, totally. Yeah. Why aren't you meditating? Exactly. It was really great for you. Yeah. 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 But you have to come out to it on your own. Exactly. Because then it's your practice. Exactly. What I'm hearing is that if you have a partner who does not have a practice, it would be a spiritual practice. It's really helpful just to lead by example. Totally. And I think that shows up everywhere in life, whether it's a spiritual practice or exercising, eating well. Yeah, exactly. Even like, you know, um, any kind of goal really, um, you know, if you want to run a marathon or if you want to start a business, that's just, you know, showing up for yourself and showing up for your own desires. They'll see that. And even if they don't want to start a business or run a marathon, they're going to see, wow, if you really apply yourself to something, then you can, you know, you can reach your desires. And that's, yeah, and maybe it's not going to look exactly the same for them, but you're inspiring them through your action and, and through your own energy. I believe wellness is a really important part of a well relationship, like a really healthy relationship. Yeah. What is your perspective on this work and how it contributes to a relationship? Yeah, again, I think it has to do with um, each individual doing their own personal work because if, you know insecurities get in the way or if lack of motivation gets in the way or something like that from one side of the relationship, then that causes a lot of drama. Um, you know, are we, do me and my partner both have a spiritual practice? Yeah, but they both look very different. He goes to the gym. He, you know, listens to podcasts and, you know, reads the occasional book. Um, whereas I'm like meditating every day, going to yoga, all that kind of stuff. Well, he comes to yoga as well, but, um, yeah, just because they aren't, I don't think 
you have to be necessarily doing it together, but I think you have to be open and communicative about, you know, what you're going through, um, what's worked for you, and even just kind of having each other to support on the journey is huge. And, um, but yeah, I would say the number one thing is to work on yourselves as individuals, and that's how it plays um, into the relationship. What advice would you have for somebody who's struggling around either, one, creating their own practice, and two, um, developing a strong practice with their partner? Yeah, so for someone who's struggling to uh, start their own practice, get clear on what their resistance is. Once you get clear on that, um, you know, I, I really think that awareness is is the biggest thing. Even if you don't know like step by step what to do, there's so many resources out there, but you need to get clear on why you're resisting it. And like we already chatted about, like you probably already know. So, um, you know, maybe step one for you is just taking out a journal and a pen. And I always say, um, actually freestyle journaling is, is really good. So if you can just turn on some, you know, some chill music and sit there with a candle. I know this might sound a little woo-woo for those who aren't super into it yet, but grab a pen and a paper and just like start writing. Set the timer for like five or seven minutes and don't let that pen move that paper, move from that paper. And you can write a question at the top of it, like why am I resisting or what do I need to know? And you'll end up answering your own question. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. It's really crazy. I, it works for pretty much anything. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. It is. Is there a certain time of day that works best to do that? Is it in the morning before you go to bed? I like to, I mean, I'm a big fan of like evening candlelight. That's what works best for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, just whatever feels good for you. Usually anyone going through that is probably going to do it in a moment of need. So don't feel like you need to wait whenever you feel the need to like take pen to paper. Just go for it. What advice do you have for a couple that are struggling to develop a more spiritual practice within their partnership? Right. Okay. Okay. So definitely patience is going to be huge. So honoring each other and where each other is at and honoring yourself and where you're at. And if you're truly honoring yourself, you're not going to be judgmental of the other person or having high expectations of them. I do think that um, a conversation needs to be had about your beliefs. Like if you're finding that, you know, your partner, you know, doesn't, isn't maybe taking time for themselves or they're not um, in this, you know, on the same page as you with that, I think a conversation should be had from like a loving place. And it's important to be open about what journey you're going on. Um, and then in implementing it for a relationship, I really think one thing that really worked for us was going to yoga together. Um, if like, you know, I'm, ass- I don't know, this is wrong to assume, but if it's like the man who doesn't want to like <laughs> just to do the practice, hypothetically, hypothetically yeah. maybe he would like to go to yoga with you. Um, yeah, that's a good place to start. Just find like one thing that you can kind of get on board with. Actually... Another good one that my fiance and I, I, I'll admit we haven't been doing it that much lately, um, at the end of the day, saying five amazing things that happened individually to us. And then we would, you know, more often than not, they would be things that we both shared together. And it's a nice time to like compliment each other and tell each other how much you enjoyed a specific um, situation together or whatever. So that's really nice. And that in itself is, is a good spiritual practice. When you're practicing gratitude, 
gratitude and you're, you know, you're also practicing love and you're practicing kind of like honoring your relationship, that in itself is a great start to a spiritual practice within a relationship. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Anything else you want to share? Um, I, I, I mean, I guess my true, the reason I do this is because I just believe that everyone has the answers inside of them. And it's just about like tapping in and loosening that energy up that's, that might be blocked and getting everything into flow. And, and once you do that, you, you just know what to do. You, you know, any, any questions that you have or any struggles that you're having, I really believe that the answers are, are inside of you. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you. You're so welcome. <laughs> I'm Bettina Khan, and you've been listening to the Dirty Love Podcast. Follow us on social and please subscribe to this podcast. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to you joining us again for another juicy episode. Thank you.